Hello and welcome to the Brand Nurture Podcast, the show that's all about expanding what's possible and building a brand and a life you can't wait to wake up to. I'm your host, Emily Cecile, brand designer and marketing strategist, here to encourage you to build a brand that allows you to share your passion while enabling you to live your life outside of it. Through marketing, branding, mindset and more, each week I'll be pulling back the curtain to provide sustainable strategies, inspiring insights and transformative tales to help you grow your brand claim your dream life and realize that you are not alone. Grab a cup of coffee and join me as we explore what it takes to build a brand and a life you love. This is the Brand Nurture Podcast. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of the Brand Nurture Podcast. As always, I am your host Emily Cecile and today we have a fantastic guest joining us who knows what it takes to turn dreams into reality. I am thrilled to introduce Yolanda Boyarin, a money mindset and business coach, hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner with over 10 years experience building multiple six and seven figure businesses. Yolanda is an expert in helping entrepreneurs make and manifest more money, more sales and massive success. And in our conversation, we'll be diving into a variety of different intriguing topics such as sales strategy, human design, the transformative power of a strong money mindset and much more. Yolanda will be revealing her secrets for creating demand in your business, scaling rapidly, and finding complete fulfillment while living within your purpose. So without further ado, I am excited to welcome Yolanda Boyarin. Yolanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So your bio is quite the read, and I would love for you to expand on your story. Tell us a little bit about your journey and what led you to start the business that you have today. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to try and keep this as short as possible so that people don't doze off here. But I am a business coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. So I infuse sales psychology, human design, and spiritual energetics all into one. I have a background in sales. And so that's really what brought me into this work. It's something that I love. It's something that I've always been into, probably because I just love human behavior. And so I actually had a seven-figure brand before this in real estate. What would happen is home builders would hire me to come in and increase their sales. And so I would hire staff to come into model homes and I would train them on how to increase sales. And I became, I was a mom at the age of 17. So during all of this, I was like 25 on up in my real estate career. And so I started very young, but my son was getting older. And I was sacrificing a lot of time with my family just to make money. And when my son turned 14, I was still in real estate. And unfortunately, he attempted suicide, not once, but twice. We had to go to hospitals, different doctors, find the best care for him. And he was diagnosed with bipolar. And so He had many different visits in and out of the hospitals. And during that time, I just I could not handle the workload of taking clients on and dealing with real estate. And so I quit my career and I started selling clothing online. And that was giving me something to do, something to keep me busy and bringing in some cash. Definitely nowhere near what I was used to making, but it was still bringing in some cash. And then I started stumbling across YouTube videos. And I saw people coaching and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I love this. I would love to do this. And so I hired my own coach who was also a spiritual coach as well. 
And I just like dove straight in and I was like, okay, I know that I know sales and I feel like my demographic, my people, maybe that's not their strongest point. So this is something that I can definitely help them with. So Manifest Mad Money was then born three and a half, four years ago. And yeah, we are a seven figure brand. I don't even know where to start with that. The my I had a question thought and then it blew me out of the water. But yeah, that's such an incredible story. As somebody who has grown multiple six and seven figure businesses, would you say that you've seen maybe a common thread or the biggest, what would you say is the biggest driver that you've noticed in growing these two obviously very different brands? Yeah. It's interesting that you asked me this because I actually just made a post about this a couple of days ago. People think it's your strategy. They think it's, oh my gosh, I have the perfect funnel, the perfect strategy, the perfect this, the perfect launch sequence. And it's really not, in my opinion, it's really confidence and the way that you show up. If you are confident, if you are secure in who you are, and if you are staying in your own lane and not trying to be somebody else, that is the driver behind the sales. Yes, of course, the things that you bring to the table matter. And yes, of course, strategy does matter. I just sat here and said, sales psychology is like my expertise. But what I think most people forget is that even if you have the best sales strategy in the world, if you're not confident in who you are, nobody's buying. Yeah, that's such a great tip. I think that mindset is one of the pieces in entrepreneurship that so often gets overlooked, but is actually one of the fundamental building blocks of success, in my opinion. And something that I think when you're starting out and when you're growing and when you're scaling is something that you should be focusing on consistently. Because, yeah, it really can make a huge difference. Yeah, when you think of athletes, like top performing athletes, what the, what's the number one thing that they have in common? They all say that they believed in themselves, even when they were practicing, when nobody was paying attention, even when they were failing and not getting attention. Again, they all believed in themselves. And one of my favorite things that I share with my clients is if you watch UFC, Rose Namajunas, who's a female fighter, she was going up against, I don't remember who it was, but in this fight, nobody believed that Rose was going to win. And as she was coming out, she was just screaming, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And she actually won that fight against a much larger female that, again, nobody thought she was going to win this fight. So I think the logical mind always goes to what is the practical thing that I need in place? What is my funnel? What is my launch sequence? What is this? But the reality is, again, one of my favorite quotes that I always tell my clients is you cannot out hustle a bad mindset. I love that. That's such a great quote. Okay, so let's switch gears for a second. Go back to basics. For anyone in the audience who doesn't already know, what is human design and how do you use it in your work? Yes, I love this question. So human design is a combination of four things. It's really important for people to understand that it is a system of your personal energetics, not a religion, not a personality test. It is just a system of your personal energetics. So it's astrology, the chakra system, I Ching, and Kabbalah all mixed into one. And so there are parts of your chart that are colored in, and those are the things that we call defined. And there are parts of your chart that are white and what we call undefined. And so the things that are colored in on your chart are actually who you are and your energy that you naturally possess, whether you're walking into the room and you're unaware of it or whether this is a conscious thought process that you go through. So these are your personal energies. Anything that is undefined is actually where you are 
prone to conditioning, so prone to absorbing other people's energies, things like when you're a child and your parents say something to you, like these are the things that, you know, have an opportunity to stick to you, but they're not necessarily true to who you are. So when I'm reading somebody's chart, what I do is I want to look at first, I want to tell them who they are. And they usually get a lot of validation of, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, this is how I used to think before I heard somebody say this was wrong or X, Y, Z, because I want you to realize that those things are actually superpowers. And then what I do is I look at your chart. Now, there's so many pieces to the chart, like there's so much. But what I look at in the chart is I say, okay, let's sell from the energies that are defined because that's who you are. And when we're selling, we're usually selling something that we have embodied, right? And then what I want you to do is I want you to market from your undefined energies because that's where you're tapping into other people's energies and understanding what they need. So when we can bring these two things together, it makes making money really easy. That's incredible. I love human design. It's something that I am constantly like, okay, I need to look into this more. Because like you said, when you have your chart read, and you get that validation of this makes so much sense. That's exactly how I felt when I had my chart read. And yeah, I think even the basics of just getting your chart read and seeing things about you and it just make things makes things click. So I can only imagine the power that it has when you work with someone in that way to help you harness their superpowers that you innately have. I can only imagine. Yeah. And I always say like everybody knows their horoscope, like their astrology, their sun sign in astrology, right? Which astrology is so much more than just your sun sign. So that really does nothing for you. But I feel like if everybody learned their human design, we would have a much different world. There would be a lot different conversations going on, a lot less comparison, a lot less need to look like others. Like people would finally realize this is me and this is 1000% okay. Yeah. So Obviously, manifesting is a big part of what you do as well. How does manifesting and human design, how do all those things come together within the work that you do? I am so glad that you asked this question. Okay, I always share this story, and this is a true story, about my uncle who consciously manifested a $42 million lottery win. Now, there are pluses and minuses to this, of course, pros and cons to everything. So, I actually stopped sharing that story with people because I think that they look at manifestation as this like magical thing. I'm going to do this ritual and this thing is going to happen for me. And then they're like, I'm manifesting wrong. I'm doing the ritual wrong. What did I do? Like maybe I didn't write it the right way or maybe I didn't drink the cup the right. It's, it's crazy. Really, in reality, when you study the brain and how things process in the brain, first of all, we know that in the quantum field, when we have a thought, that starts taking shape in the quantum field. And the more that we give that energy, the more that then becomes 3D, our 3D reality. So doctors have actually discovered that when a woman becomes pregnant, the heart does not actually form in the fetus until 10 weeks in. But what they realize is that they can see a flutter in the shape of a heartbeat just in the fluid inside of the woman's body where the heart will actually go. And it's beating to the shape of the heartbeat. So what they say is this energy is in the quantum field knowing that it's coming into the 3D in 10 weeks. That's why it already exists. So when we look at the way that the brain processes things, your reticular activating system is giving you evidence of what you believe is true. And so if you believe that these things are going to happen to you, you're going to keep feeding that energy in the quantum field 
And your brain is going to keep finding more and more evidence to leading you to that, which is what most people call the path of least resistance. Now, you can also do that with negative things, too. If you don't think that your situation will ever change, if you think that money's hard for you, you're going to keep feeding that. So for me, manifestation is all about the belief work, the mindset work, the power of the confidence and the ability to trust and let go. And I think that's the biggest thing that most people struggle with is the surrender because they're not trusting in themselves. They're not believing in themselves. And when we're in a rush to get something, it is because there's some part of us that just doesn't believe that it's actually possible. So for me, the biggest thing with manifestation is pure 1000% confidence in self, pure 1000% trust in self. That's really what it boils down to, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that you are so right in saying that manifestation gets a bit of a bad rep. Like I remember when I first learned about manifestation and started really getting into it, I remember having the conversation with my partner being like, just explaining everything and being like, oh, manifesting. is," And he, his reaction being, what are you talking about? And because people have a perception of what they think manifesting is, because you hear it like thrown around and it's like, oh, if you just throw a thought out there and then it's going to come back to you and it's going to get what you want. But that's not what it is. And yeah, shifting that perception and like getting down to the root of it. And like you said, talking about like the psychology behind things. And, you know, that, that there is actually a lot. It's less woo than people think in the fact that there is so much more science involved. Yeah, it's nice to dive into that a bit and alleviate some of that bad rep that it's getting. I am quickly interrupting this episode with an announcement that I don't think will shock you. I believe that branding matters. Your branding is the face of your business, introducing you to audience and customers. And let's face it, first impressions matter. That's where we at the Sale Creative Studio come in. Whether you're looking for one-on-one consulting to provide you with high-level expertise and strategize your next steps, or you're looking to step into that new era for your brand with a strategic brand identity, we are here to help you reach your goals and fall back in love with your brand. Head over to Cecil Creative Studio to learn more about the services we offer and how we can help you achieve your wildest version of success. Now, back to the episode. I think that people think because they watch The Secret and they're like, I'm going to make my vision board and then I'm going to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat bonbons and then this million dollar check is going to come to me. And it's no, there's still always an action, right? There's still always this thing like you're not casting a spell and hoping that things just magically come to you. It's a completely different process. Yeah. And I think I one of the most powerful parts of what you just said for me was the trust the trust in that you believe that it's coming just wholeheartedly. I think, like you said, when you are coming from a place of scarcity, that trust in the universe and the trust in, okay, I fully 100% believe that this is coming to me, it kind of washes away when you're coming from a place of I don't know. And having that wholehearted, okay, it is going to work out in the way that I want it to. And letting that really be your belief is something that's actually very difficult to do when you're coming from a place where you maybe haven't had that experience before and I think that's where people struggle the most is that they don't 100% commit there's always that almost backup plan or something like that going on in the background that is taking that 100% belief away so I think that's one of the most difficult parts of it in my opinion 
I love that you said this because it makes me think of, I'm going to share the quote that I heard and then the way that I explain it to my clients. I'm sure you've heard this too, where it's like, if you plant seeds and put them in the soil and you water them and the next day you want to uncover them to see if they're growing, right? That's what that energy is of, is it coming? Is it happening? And I always tell my clients, if you went to Starbucks, you go inside and you order your coffee, you go to the end of the counter and you're just waiting for your coffee. You're not thinking that they forgot it. You're not thinking that they're forgetting a step. You're not trying to micromanage it along the way of, ooh, am I next? It's, ooh, did you get that right? Like you're just waiting for your coffee. And so I think that we as humans have so much impatience, especially now in today's world, right? Because like Amazon, you get something at your door two hours later or by the next day. Like there's this instant gratification and people forget that there's actual work and whatever it is that you're doing. Like there's actual work involved and it may not happen overnight, but that does not mean that it's not happening. Yeah. The work part is one of the biggest pieces that people struggle with is that they're like, all of these things combined, you need that belief, but you need that determination and hard work to actually achieve what you want to achieve. It's not just going to arise from nothing. Like you said, you're not going to be sitting on the couch and something just falls into your lap. The work piece is such an important step that, again, I think is something that's usually missed. I recently saw, I don't know who's marketing this is so hopefully you know they don't listen to your podcast (laughs) but i recently saw somebody's marketing and it was the lazy girl's guide to manifesting and i was like this is why this process this concept gets such a bad rep is because people that's what they're looking for i think i think that's really what it boils down to is people are like how can i do the least amount of work and gain the most money the most benefit the most everything yeah. Yeah. If you're always looking for a shortcut, you're going to be shortchanging yourself. Yeah. It's really funny. I love the quote of the watering the seeds and then checking on them. I think that is a perfect analogy for it. But it just reminded me of a com- completely side tangent. But my cousin who lives next door, she told me a couple of days ago that she's been watering flowers for two years and they're not there. She's been <laughs> watering seeds that were not there planted for two years. So check that you plant the seeds first. Just left <laughs> whether you're gardening or not. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we touched on it briefly, but I wanted to bring it back slightly to the money mindset. And I know that's something that you're super passionate about. And it's something that I am really passionate about as well. I'd love to hear your philosophy on the importance of this piece of the entrepreneurial puzzle. I actually just had a conversation about this in my mastermind recently because I don't think that people understand the energetics, the thought work, the mindset piece that goes on behind money. So money to me is the same thing as manifestation, right? It's going to come down to your confidence, your belief. I always tell my clients it's standards, boundaries, expectations. When I started this business, just like when I started my last business, I expected to make a lot of money. Did I know every little how and every little detail? No, but I expected to make a lot of money. And I think there's a big difference between somebody who is struggling with their money mindset of unconscious things, of course, of can I handle this? You know, will my family start asking me for money for this? Will this make me a different person? 
How can I keep this up? Like, I think that's one of the biggest things is how can I maintain this? People don't want to let themselves down. So they're like, oh, I know that I'll never be able to do this again. They're used to that roller coaster, the up, the down. And this unconsciously repels your clients because if you don't feel worthy of making money and of course charging your rates, you're not going to show up confidently. You're not going to share your services confidently. You're not going to be visible. You're not there. There is no visibility. And so I think the money mindset piece is so huge to how you present yourself. And obviously, I work with spiritual entrepreneurs. And one of the biggest things that we come across is their money mindset. And like I always say, when you're coming into a business, yes, get your name out there. Do what you have to do. Charge lower prices. Do things for free. Build up a reputation. But if you're still charging these low prices down the line, and this is like your main source of income, there's a thing as perceived value. If I have a headache and I walk into the pharmacy and there's a dollar for a medicine or there's a medicine for a dollar and there's a medicine for $10, my brain goes to, I'm going to get the $10 medicine because I need this headache gone and I need it gone now. And the dollar one, there's a reason why it's a dollar, right? So people aren't understanding even the energetics behind that of the unconscious beliefs that they are implanting into their own audience. And I always ask my people, like, you have to separate yourself and your personal beliefs around money. First, please work on your money mindset, but separate your personal money beliefs from your client. Don't project them onto them. Keep your hands out of your client's pockets. Don't count other people's money because the one thing that people always say to me is, Yolanda, I know that she can't afford it. How do you know that? I've had clients sell things to work with me. I've had clients sell TVs hold garage sales. I've had clients open credit cards. Like This isn't by me pressuring them. This is by them saying, I want this. I know this is the thing for me and then taking action. Yeah. I recently just did a podcast about just talking people through about what what it takes to get started. And I I said what you said, like in the beginning, charge lower prices, do the free work if it aligns with your values, build your reputation, build your confidence in your skills so that other people reflect that confidence back to you. But once you get past that stage, past the beginning, and you've worked with people, it's about positioning yourself in a way that aligns with your skill level and charging appropriately. To position yourself is the person that is the go-to because you're not going to be somebody's go-to if you're still charging the amateur prices. Like you said, it's all about the perception that people have of you in their mind and pricing is just one piece of that puzzle. So yeah, I completely agree there. Yeah, like when you see someone online and I'm sure you're on Facebook too. Actually, I think that's how we met. But I don't see it much more nowadays. But a few years ago, I used to see people offering readings for $5. And it's like in my head, like card readings, tarot readings. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why are they charging $5 for this 30-minute reading, for this one-hour reading? And I'm like, they must not be really good at what they do. Again, it doesn't reflect on their skill set. They could be the best person in the world. But my brain unconsciously goes to this is not worth its value. It's very similar to you wouldn't try to sell a Rolex at a garage sale because Rolex and garage sale just don't go together. If I go to a garage sale, I'm expecting a deal, right? So even if I priced my Rolex at a great deal, somebody's going to question the authenticity of why is this Rolex so cheap? So there's no win-win there. It's lose. Yeah. Yeah, completely. 100%. I think that steps really nicely into my next question, which is coming back a little bit to psychology and a little bit more to the strategy side of things. 
I know that we said that there's no one-size-fits-all approach to strategy, but (laughs) if you could drop one nugget of wisdom, your juiciest tip on sales strategy for my audience, what would it be? The juiciest tip. It's probably not going to sound as juicy, but I promise you it works. Get an idea. Take messy, massive action. When I get an idea, I just immediately start selling. Half the time, I don't have a sales page yet. It's just a link to pay me. Once I get that going, my brain, the reticular activating system, going back to this, then has proof and evidence that this is working. My energy gets behind this. My belief gets behind this. And then I have social proof to show other people, hey, this is working. People are buying this. Jump on in. So messy, massive action. Forget about the how, forget about the what. I started this business with a $44 offer to work with me. And I still have some people from that $44 offer still working with me years down the line. I didn't know how it was going to work. I just knew I was willing to show up and do the work. I love that so much. So the question that I like to ask everyone as the final question is, What is lighting you up most in this season of life and business? Ah, okay. So this season of life and business, I'm just trying to have fun. I am at a point where even me, like I know these things. I have hired all of the people to tell me the what, the why, the how. And I think right now I'm just in a space of, I just want to have fun. I just want to create offers that light me up. I just want to do things like there doesn't have to be a rhyme or reason behind it. It's like, I'll figure it out as I go, but let's just have fun. I love that. That's such an energy that we need. (laughs) Amazing. So where can everyone find out about you, what you offer? Give me all the places that people can connect with you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. So my brand is Manifest Mad Money. So I have the Manifest Mad Money podcast. You can find me at manifestmadmoney.com and then on Instagram, manifest underscore mad underscore money. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been fantastic chatting with you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to this podcast episode all the way to the end. I truly appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to encourage you to leave a review as this helps us grow and reach more like-minded individuals. Plus, if you have feedback, episode ideas, or questions, or just like to connect further, please find me on Instagram at The Thrill Creative Studio, shoot me a DM, and let me know you're listening. Until next time, friend, I'm cheering you on.